Cinebuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Cinebuds, we're back. We had the film festival and now we are back to watching movies. And today we are talking about the movie French Exit. Here I am. The hens are clucking. Are they saying I'm broke? They are. What about my apartment in Paris? It's just sitting empty. Have you told your mother about our engagement? We're going to Paris. Would you describe yourself as a coward? No. When I came to Paris, first French time, Exit is the something. movie based on the 2018 the book of the same name by Patrick DeWitt. Our main character is Francis Price, who is played wonderfully by Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Price is a proper Manhattan socialite whose fame and money is never quite explained, but it doesn't matter because the money has run out. So she takes her last bit of money. She pulls her son, played by Lucas Hedges, out of boarding school. They stow away their very interesting cat, and they move to an apartment in Paris. It's the kind of like aristocratic melodrama of a different age where the biggest issue is the family's own vanity and answers the question, what happens when the money runs out? Kay Polly, yep. how did you like French Exit? So this is a very interesting movie. Yeah. And when I started watching it, I was like, you know, this is nice. It's well done. Michelle Pfeiffer's a legend and she's perfect. Yes. Um, but I was like, the way it was marketed to me was interesting. Uh, it was as a surreal comedy. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So the first half of the movie, I was like, I, I don't, I would not call this a surreal comedy at all. I saw some of the comedy. Anyway, it was kind of a slow build to the middle and then it took off and so I have a very complicated view of the whole process of me liking this movie. Overall, spoiler, I did really like this movie. Okay. But I have to I have to lay out my journey. Sure. So you came <laughs> in, it, which involves expectations. I had a little bit of expectations, just the way it was described to me. But also, I have a real issue with people describing things as surreal. Um, but we can get mm -hmm. to that. We'll get to that in a bit. I had none of that coming in. I literally yeah. had zero clue. I That's had perfect. Not, I was like, it could be a drama. It could be a mystery. It could be an action movie. I had absolutely yeah. no clue. And uh, that was helpful for me because I loved this movie. Oh, good. I, I, I found it to be so charming and so funny. I think because yeah. I wasn't expecting a comedy because like when it started and it starts off like pretty heavy, yeah. I was like, okay, this is a, this is going to be a proper drama. It's got like Michelle Pfeiffer, Lucas Hedges. It's got like heavy hitters that are not <laughs> comedians. Right. And then I found it to be so surprisingly funny and uh, I really enjoyed it. That's such a perfect way to go into a movie, I and in, especially a movie like this, which is very surprising. Not only is it surprising in the context of the film, but like I had not heard of this movie until yeah, I either. looked at a list of things that were coming out. I yeah. saw a brief description of it, and I was like, okay, this. Oh, how, why have I not heard of this? It's got Michelle Pfeiffer in it. Surely I, I would have heard of this. So it was just sort of came out of nowhere, and i delighted by it. But it is a complicated, interesting movie, so we have a lot to talk about. 
Uh, we're going to get into uh, more about this charming movie. And we're also going to do a big catch up. We have not talked in like two weeks since the festival and uh, we need to do a big catch up on what else yeah. we've been watching. So stick around. Radio Milwaukee thanks you, our listeners, for making our membership drive a success. Your gift matters because Radio Milwaukee doesn't have one owner. We're supported by thousands of your neighbors, which means you hear music and stories as diverse as our city. Miss the drive? It's not too late. Give by 11.59 p.m. on May 30th, and you'll be entered to win a $500 gift card to Wheel and Sprocket. Donate at RadioMilwaukee.org slash donate. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. And uh, we're We are here. Christopher. Yes. You wanted to watch this movie. Um, I think the lead, in your mind, at least to my understanding, was that uh, because it involves Michelle Pfeiffer. Let me explain briefly, and by briefly I mean 10 to 20 minutes, about <laughs> how important Michelle Pfeiffer is in my entire lifespan. Yeah, tell me. I've always been a huge fan of her, and I've also been in love with her my entire life. Mm -hmm. So much so, I don't, I mean, there's so many nerdy things I've done in my life, but this is in the top five. I asked, we had to do, I don't remember the requirements of the report, but we had to do a report on a person in high school. In high school. In high school. I did... I did that, and then I said, may I do an extra credit report? (laughs) Oh, my God. I did an entire new report on Michelle Pfeiffer. Wow. Which I'm now trying to embody, like, think, to inhabit the mind of my English teacher, AP English, brag. Oh, Uh, wow, okay. But your AP English, you're like, this AP English, but this kid wants to do a report he doesn't have to do on, like, a, a, a movie star. So what did you, what was the report like? What did, uh, give me some of the details. It was like a, it was like Wikipedia before Wikipedia, you know, she was Miss, Miss, uh, uh, Orange County. She was a, she was a beauty pageant winner. Uh, talked about her career. And so at this time, (laughs) what did you, what, like, what movie were you drawn to the most or what was like the big thing? It was like her, it was really her, uh, her, like her look. her hot spot in the nine in the like early nineties where it's like, yeah, t- uh, uh, tequila sunrise. <laughs> this was all, and this is all before she did Catwoman. I was pre Catwoman fan. Of wow. Fight. Wow. So, uh, and also I genuinely think, and I think I, you know, I had an inkling of where she was going because she has maintained a level of like classiness and in just, and, and, incredible yeah and like really just a solid like when she's in something i'm like that's impressive yeah how do you think that this movie holds up in the repertoire i mean really phenomenal this is like she's done a character like this before like a very like a little pompous or a little like classier than classy but this one was complicated because it had humor in it she did a combination of being like kind of a mean lady and then but with these moments of wonderful humanity that she that comes through so it's not yes. just so really delightful and like again 
a little comedy streak in there too. Yeah, I think that her her character is yeah. like what sets this movie off. The like the movie itself reminded me of like a JD Salinger book. It's kind of it's like the like Oh, the plight of the aristocrats. You know, it's like they've had, she's had so much money that like nothing in her life really matters. And so there's this like kind of frankness that comes with her just like extraordinary wealth where she keeps on talking about like wanting to die. And she keeps on kind of like pushing the limits of society. At one point she like, you know, lights this little table set on fire or just like does kind of like outrageous things to like kind of push the limits because she is not really, she's above the confines of society. And I, I felt like her character was so well developed in it's kind of like in, in intricacies and it's little oddball nuances yeah oh and for she sure. played them so well this kind of like flat sylvia plath who has no longer the will to live who is just kind of like you know doing these little things before she you know keeps on saying that she is going to kill herself it is yeah so good and let's talk about that scene too for a second so because it's a really good representation the one about when she sets the uh, table setting on fire yeah i I think that that's in the surrealness that you were that was explained to you that i'm glad wasn't explained to me because it's a tiny moment of surrealness of just like breaking the edges of society and that's i gotta dig into this real quick because this is what i this is what i think the word surreal has taken a real hard turn it's kind of how like (laughs) literally means the opposite of literally now um surreal and and, and i don't really even care that they use the actual art expression surreal i don't care about that surreal has meant has come to mean like a really really bizarre other outer like beyond reality warped view of of whatever so when they use that in, in the setting of a comedy that's fine too if it is genuinely so weird that like, like I can't even like keep an eye out uh, this uh, or rubber rubber is a better example where we, we had sure. talked about that in, in our weird movie shows. We talked about that one and some of our others like rubber is a very surreal comedy. This this is a strange comedy. This has an element of the fantastic in it, and but it's not sur- nothing about it is surreal. It's not that over the top. But this scene in particular is very interesting because she they just moved to Paris and they're at a restaurant. The the food is bad and the and the waiters are you know stereotypically affected right. and don't really serve you at all. So they ask yeah. for the check and he says, uh, "Yeah, in a minute." And he goes outside and stares at him while he smokes a cigarette. Yeah. So she, being a lady who is not to be messed with, very calmly stares at him, sprays the flowers on her table with something, like maybe mm-hmm. perfume, something perfume. without yeah, something yeah. without alcohol, alcohol in it. Yeah. And then just calmly while staring at him sets them on fire, which makes him freak out and like come out and get the fire extinguisher. And she just sits there and looks at her son with a smile like, if you're going to mess with us, you're going to you're going to regret it. Right. It's a it's both an example of how she can be really <laughs> like like self-involved and like you do not mess with me. But at the same time, enacting 
what I believe is a sense of justice <laughs> into the world. Right. Like, yeah, you're being cruel to me and my son, so I'm going to do it right back. So I thought that scene was both funny and surprising, but also showed both of those sides of her at the same time. So that I, I think that's a perfect perfect scene to reference, yeah. I think, you know, I think we can get past the definition of surreal. Um, yeah, I think I, it's, yeah, I think it's just not used in this in this film. It doesn't make sense to me. I understand where somebody would say that because there because there really isn't a language for kind of like what she's doing is, you know, is what she's doing is strange and odd, you know, and I and those moments are are like what make it. There's a moment in the beginning where she's in a kitchen and she's sharpening a knife and oh, yeah. Lucas Hedges played by her son comes in and he's like, what are you doing? Cause what she's doing is very menacing. And she is like, <laughs> I just like the sound. <laughs> yeah. He said, are you going to cook? Oh, that was so funny. Are you going to cook something? I know. I just like the sound and she's doing it in the dark. Yeah. So yeah, that is a really good scene. I do think the movie is strange and I want to talk about how it gets there, but, um, you do think it's strange. Yeah, I just have like a I bristle at the sound of that word if it's not genuinely like, oh, this is re- like David Lynch weird. This, But this movie is interesting because the first, I would say half of it, is a bit conventional. Like you see the development of mm-hmm. these two characters and their plight as they, they lo- start to lose their money and they move to Paris, which is not usually what you do when you lose money. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, and they have their cat and they meet people on the boat on their way over. They take a steamer, which is like a classy, a very classy way to travel across the, the, the pond. Yeah. As they say. Very, very aristocratic. <laughs> yeah. As well. So, I, so you can see why the first half of this movie after watching, I'm like, okay, this is, why would you call this? This isn't that weird. But the, the strangeness amps up as they start meeting all of these neighbors and characters that kind of start, uh, kind of gathering around them. They meet a friend, they make a friend of another widowed, uh, you know, lady, and yeah. they get a private investigator and this clairvoyant and all these people start gathering around them. And I'm like, okay here's where it's like amping up and kicking off. And yeah. once they get their little crew, it is, it just becomes so much more alive and so much funnier. Yeah. And I can, I can really see how I, I think like in the beginning I was like, Oh, this, this reads like a book. You know, I was thinking Salinger and I was like, this is, and it's, it's, it's hard to, to make this kind of story into a movie because it's so airy and because it's so character based and there's not a ton of plot. And uh, this is, it's normally a thing where they're like, okay, we're going to have to do this and we're going to have to do that. But really like the core is like, they have run out of money. And so they're going to Paris and like, that's, that's basically it. And so, but it's it's a difficult movie because a movie usually wants conflict and there like isn't any there isn't a ton of conflict in this movie and so i i was i was really pleased with the way that it kind of like withheld the need to uh create and drama because it's like them the characters themselves are melodramatic enough i know i thought there was a lot of conflict in it i think it was a but like each especially with it wasn't big it wasn't like one main conflict other than the fact that they're running the main conflict is they're running out of money and watching them have have to do watching her essentially have to deal with it or ignore it then you have the 
the smaller plot line of Lucas Hedges and Imogen Poots, who are like uh, mm-hmm. engaged but estranged, and she's got a new man, and then trying to find their lost cat that has the, the that has a real teenage the Sabrina the teenage witch vibe yeah. uh, which I loved uh so you you see all these characters and you see these little obstacles they have to overcome and then they start to form like a group of of friends which yeah. is so funny because she's been so isolated intentionally for so long and yeah. I do I do want to point out one of the highlights of this movie for me was one of her friends that play, um played by Valerie Mahaffey who is who plays this kind of desperate widow oh, was who was so like, good. Oh, she was like friend of a friend of Michelle Pfeiffer's character. And, but she's very like, I don't know, kind of like uh, homebody mousy, a little nervous, but still trying and, to like, and openly lonely. Yeah. Re- really, really honest and open, but like, p- please don't be cruel to me. I-, I-, I need friends. And yes. So at first it was very sad. And I started noticing all these reactions she had that I started laughing harder and harder at. Because She's she kind of so plays like funny. the straight man in their like, you know, in uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's like really like her and Lucas Hedges have some moments where they're like talking to each other in like seemingly a foreign language. And she is like playing like the audience in a sense of being like, could you tell me what this means? And they're like, they're just ignoring her, which is very funny. And yeah, I I really, I really loved like how grounding she was. uh, Yeah. But funny. I would say that she was at the beginning and then she starts to find her character of her own. Yeah, There's totally. this hilarious moment where she admits that she's a little drunk and she asks uh, Lucas Hedges if he could serve dinner. And yeah, it's very funny. crawls along, just briefly crawls along the couch to reach her drink. So good. So good. And then she, she's talking to Michelle Pfeiffer and she has this realization that she wants to tell her something else. The look on her face, I just, I burst out laughing. Like it was just so sudden. Yeah, it, her performance, and this is very hard to do, is a subtle comedic performance. Yes, uh, and a very impressive. She's been she's a character actress who's been around for forever, um, but she's one of those like you. I, I just now learned her name because I was right, like, right, I right, need right, to know right, her right, name. Right, right, she right. was a highlight for me for sure. But I did love the like the the supernatural sort of element that just pops in just a drop of it, which is yeah. I, I gotta say. One of my favorite formulas is just a drop of fantasy in in the midst of what is m- mostly a very realistic, you know, ground. The drop of um, I don't know, surrealness. Well, who one might say? No, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. If I would Trick use yourself that word. into using the word. No, uh, you right, use I don't, the word. I don't want to explain this. The word. <laughs> I don't want to explain this movie too much uh, for people that haven't seen it because. Um, no, we can we spend our time. That it's not. We can save our time explaining how you use the word surreal. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Thank you. Um. Okay. French exit. It's on Amazon Prime. It is. And it's very good. It is. Yeah, great, I, I recommend great. it. It's a sleeper, a sleeper, uh, cool film. Like you, you might, you might miss this. So check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Christopher, we have not talked in several weeks and we had the film festival and you being a central part of the film festival. I want to talk about um, what you watched at the film festival. So let's get into it. What else have you been watching? Film Fest Edish. Oh, 
well, the good thing is that it uh, started off slow, watching, catching up with some of the films we're going to show at the festival, and then by the time the festival hit, I had seen quite a lot. Um, so I would say my number one favorite of the festival yeah. is Night of the Kings. And we talked Night about that Kings. briefly once, I think. I almost watched it. Um, oh, and, and I wish that I would have texted you about it. Okay, can you explain Night of the Kings and why it was your favorite? Yeah, Night of the Kings. It's a film from the Ivory Coast in Africa. Uh, and we, were very, we had like four films from Africa this year. Sometimes it's just so interesting to see where our movies come from globally each year because you know some places have World better. Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a, it's it. This also has a. It's like. Pan's Labyrinth or The Fall, if you've seen either of those films, mm. where it's essentially a tale told in a real, very realistic place, but they tell the story that then you then see the story, which is very magical seeming. Yes. It's a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, setup. But even within the realm, it's, it takes place in a prison where the prisoners run the prison and they have a whole mythology, a whole culture set up around this prison where uh, – you know, like the head of the prison has to retire at some point and he has to go drown himself. And then he goes and becomes a deer. <laughs> just, just go with me on this. And then they yeah. have someone called the Roman. Who's the storyteller. It's very much, um, a Arabian nights take off uh, that, the story of Scheherazade and whatnot. Yeah. My friend was explaining it and I was like, Oh, that sounds like a thousand one Arabian nights. Yeah. So it's a very cool version of that. Uh, that was a beautiful movie, and that was a, very, a big surprise to me. I loved that one. What was the name of it? I want to write it down. So I can it's called, it. yeah, Night of the Kings. So I re- that was one that I'm like, I really do hope it becomes available to watch elsewhere. So I was really urging Night to watch. of the Kings. Yeah. Dang. And then my favorite uh, documentary that we showed was called Can You Bring It? Bill T. Jones and D-Man in the Water, which was a dance documentary about Bill T. Jones, who's this legendary – uh, choreographer and this amazing uh, dance he created called D-Man in the Water, which was, I believe, in the in the 80s. It took place during the AIDS crisis, and his mm-hmm. partner who helped him with this died of AIDS. Um, so it was very sad, and it was a, it was definitely a survey of kind of that time in America, mm-hmm. but it was also about how this dance has gone on to be so influential and so many companies have done their versions of it. And, um, I love dance documentaries and this one was a really good one. Why do you love dance documentaries? Because I have the figure of a dancer and I've all, <laughs> I missed my calling. So I just have to watch it play out. <laughs> That's good. Uh, but those are my two favorites. Did you see, what did you see? Did you see anything good? I'll do my two favorites then. Do it. Um, I, I I think like predictably my favorite movie was Some Kind of Heaven. Oh did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you watch it? I haven't seen it, but it was such a favorite. Like people I wanted to see it and I missed it. It was, and it was like going into the festival, it was like the only movie that I had like heard of before going into the festival, and I had like almost rented it on Amazon Prime like a couple of times. Yeah. Uh it is it is about the world's largest retirement community in yeah. Florida. And, uh, but then it is like, that's just kind of like the place setting for what is right. like a character study of three people. And it really hit on these like bigger ideas of 
loneliness and what it is to be in a relationship and what it is to not and human connection in this place that is this like essentially like Disneyland. It was like this a real microcosm of society and then uh, uh, like our relationships within it. It was it was honestly really, it was just like also really funny, right? It, it was it was funny at times. It was okay. dare I say surreal don't, don't say uh, it. at moments <laughs> i don't think you should i don't think you should dare to say i just that. want to use this i just want to use it as liberally as possible yeah. in order to water down the stakes oh. for next time you hear it so you're oh. not just thinking salvador dali you're thinking okay we that are ship, beyond the real here ever sailed. so slightly watering it down it that ship has sailed uh culture has already done that my friend <laughs> words have no meaning anymore I say cat. I mean dog. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) This whole whole episode is not a critique of the movie French Exit. It's a critique of a straw man who described a movie to you as surreal. Yeah, that's right. Um, Some kind of heaven was really, was really, really good. And then a movie that we talked about that um, I was like, oh, okay, Polly, describe that so uh, wonderfully. was uh the movie holy frit yeah how did you like that i liked holy frit a lot Uh, and that you know that's our bag that's art and artists you know and so like any kind of comment on what it is to make art i am air air (laughs) yeah i am a i am a sucker so yeah that one also i heard a lot of good stuff about too from members and things like that i watch you know one of the ones that i didn't love yeah was uh, baby. Oh, see, I loved baby, but I understand that because I saw people comment on that one. And when somebody said, I liked this movie and this movie, but I saw baby, which I didn't care for. And then the comments underneath were very much one for one. It was like, oh, I really liked it. It was so interesting. And the other one's like, yeah, I couldn't get into it either. So you know it's a very think, divisive one. You know what I think? Uh, I one of the things that I didn't like about it was that I knew that they weren't going to talk. Yeah. Oh, you think you would have liked it better had you not known? That it took some of the because the like they're in this house where she's in this house where she shouldn't be and she's like, you know, you're there's going to be like a confrontation you figure with the characters and mm-hmm. there and there is. But um I was like it just took the it took some of that tension away from me. See, that's interesting because it did the opposite for me because mm. they couldn't speak. Mm. I was fascinated watching them, how they got information across yeah, <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. to True. the viewer without doing that. And it's very much a thriller. It also reminds me of um, Guillermo del Toro. If he directed gray gardens, that's how I kept uh, yeah, 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 describing yeah. that. It's this very strange characters, and it's a it woman was. who gets her baby, she sells her baby, and then she tries to get it back. Um, and these very odd people who live in this very odd house. Very odd people. Very yeah, odd. But house. it's the the only thing, and this is a legitimate, I think this is a pretty legitimate uh criticism, is is there's so many times that people are like, just leave the house, just get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. She had so many opportunities to leave. Many, many opportunities, out. yes. But um other than that, I thought it was like it was very thrilling, and I loved the characters and the costumes and the sets. But yeah, yeah it's a, it's one that was very like half and half as far as responses go. 
I, you know, I love the film, the actual festival when it's going on, the like meeting and greeting and being there in person. The live and, uh, show. The live show. And one of the things that I love about that is kind of this like community of film and uh, all these like people and they have like their little story arcs or like little dramas that are happening as well. And we like haven't really had that with uh, with the virtual festival. But um, we have because we have John D'Amato. Oh, yeah, John. And and John, I to me, kind of like regained that like the fun parts of the festival that aren't the festival, which is like my favorite kind of things for for those who are not Milwaukee film members in in the Milwaukee film member Facebook group. There's John D'Amato and John is a retired judge and he reviews movies every single day. Yeah. Every day he posts uh he posts a review to the group and they're just like they're just basically they're plot rundowns and uh, and then he like says something pleasant um yeah and uh, so he started the film festival started on like a Wednesday afternoon and by like Wednesday night he had posted four reviews and he had numbered them yeah and exciting uh, to watch and it was exciting to watch and. And then, like, right away, I it was, like, he was watching, like, seven, eight, nine movies a day. And it just, like, became a really fun thing to watch to be, like, is John going to hit 100? Can he do it? Are there 100 movies? And it, it was, like, for me, watching John get and, – and at the end, he hit 100 in, like, dramatic, yeah. down-to-the-line, watching 10 movies a day in the last three days fashion – it was just such a a fun part of the like the festival outside of the movies that yeah. I love so much, and uh, I I love John and I love yeah. everyone that was like rallying for him. I know it's great when John does it because he is such a sweet person. First of all, is very yeah. kind and very supportive, yes. and then just to see him, he really gets into these uh, reviews, and they're very he's very sensitive. So he doesn't spoil anything. He just gives like a quick synopsis and says whether he likes it or not, you know, and he gets, but it's always, it's always likes it, you know, it is like never is one, never is John scathing, never scathing, but there was one that he didn't like that I liked. And another member pointed out like, well, Christopher liked it. (laughs) And I, and I said, I said, don't you try to start a feud between me and John? She was just, she was just playing around the, I will say too. And uh, first of all, if you're not a member, shame on you, um, you should be, a, <laughs> you should be a member of Milwaukee film. It's a lot of fun. Right. Uh, but during the, I'm just kidding. But during the, um, festival, uh, we have a, f- a member page for fa- on Facebook, just for Milwaukee film members. That page lights up like Christmas yeah. and people are constantly saying, Oh, I like this film. Who saw this? What about this one? What should I see next? And so much they, fun. It's so much fun. And John is a huge part of that, which is wonderful. I want to shout out to Ralph and Stanley, who are a couple other guys who watch a ton of movies, Patricia, Andrea. There's like a lot of people on there who are like, they are digging in and seeing some yeah. really good stuff. But yeah, they there's a lot of people on there who take in Dozens of movie. Yeah. Stanley saw every one of our films. Now, granted, he didn't see all of them during our festival. He saw some of them beforehand, but he still took in quite a lot. Wow. Um, And possibly a similar amount, to be honest. Uh, But yeah, there's people there. They really get it. And they're all friends, too. (laughs) The real film goers, they like know each other. 
So I do miss seeing them in public, seeing them in the lines. And but I was glad play. that we got like a bit of that community. Exactly, exactly. You that know, really and that cool. and that is that is really really fun. And yeah, I'm glad you, you know, pointed it out. Yeah, it's like what really like makes the festival to me is like it's it is more than movies. It is the community in Milwaukee, and so For that sure. was like. That was a very fun part. Yeah, thanks to everybody who engaged. We had a, we had a really good time, and I did get to talk to a lot of people either through Zoom or just via the uh, via social or anything like that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Christopher, you know what I did for the first time in a year and a half? Oh, I have a lot of funny responses. I feel like <laughs> I have like I'm flooded with them. Oh boy! And I and I've got I can't. None you want to let one okay. fly? You want to let one? You want to let one? <laughs> no, go? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay. I uh, went to a movie. Oh, in how dare a you? Theater. Yes. How how did that go? Are you um, okay? Yes. Yeah. 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 It was uh, the movies right now are pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not good, and like they're all on HBO. So I had like seen everyone oh, that was like okay, at. Yeah. I went to like the Marcus on uh, on Thirteenth uh, in Oak Creek. And uh, it's like I had seen every movie except for the new Angelina Jolie one. And I had read some like terrible reviews. Oh, yeah. I I saw that. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, and also like the Saw movie I had not seen. But like (laughs) Spiral. Yeah. Spiral. And I was like, you know, it's just like not my vibe. Sure. Um, And so I saw Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, come on, man. (laughs) Again. Oh. (laughs) Because and – I I am I simultaneously. Feel, I feel sad and <laughs> sick. A little bit. I, I'm simultaneously. I'm glad that I saw it, and also not you horribly know? disappointed in yourself. <laughs> also, for real, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I saw it because it's like the big monster films are made to see sure. on a big screen, and it's like they did look big and it was impressive <laughs> and it was like the movie to see, but that movie was so frustrating to see the second time. Yeah. And to like to to have walked through the confusing and terrible plot again. Wait, well, I have to stop you, and I just want to talk to whoever uh, promotes that film and say, please, on your poster, put quote looked big, Justin Barney. <laughs> it looked big. It looked big. I, they, did, they were very detailed. I imagine they did. And that's, <laughs> I imagine they did. But that even, it's funny. You know, I feel like I should go, we should go back and like amend the podcast that we did because I think, you know, I remember watching that and being like, I was just so excited to see monsters fight that I was like, oh, the monsters fighting are like, is great. And I think yeah. at the time it was, but on the second watch, I was just, there was just so little to like about that movie. Yeah. And even like the fight scenes are like, covered by this by this score that just is so far above everything else that it makes it like not sound real and i was like you know you have these monsters destroying a city like let me hear like glass breaking and metal bending and something real instead it was just like this monumental score that like went over everything and made it feel so unreal and also Justin, we talked about this movie also, <laughs> for 40 minutes already i refuse to do any more christopher and also
also, nothing happens. The beginning is the same then as the end. why are we talking and about if, it a second time? And, and if they keep on doing this, it's just no, going to be a series of nothing happens and, and nothing happens. Each one. I'm going to keep on seeing watch it. I'm all stuck. Of them. I'm stuck, Christopher. And I will log out the next time this movie, I will hit the red button. Yes. I've got a red and button. I'll, and I'll just be here just yeah. yelling to myself. And we're going to call the authorities because I think they're going to want to know. They're going to want to know. They are. Yeah, you can't torture me twice on the same machine. I think I got it out. I think I... I, You know what? I hope to get it. Did I? Did I, Christopher? Um, We haven't talked since... We haven't done a show, a new show, since we did our live show. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Well, if in that case, I need to formally thank... Everyone who came to our oh, live show. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. I wish I had the bell. Oh, my gosh. Our live show, uh, we did a sh- about Shiva Baby. It was on Zoom. Uh, we had so much more engagement than I thought we were going to have. I don't, I am a, you know, as we all know, I'm a humble man. Oh, of course. We all understand that. So uh, I yeah. was not expecting so many people commenting left and right and asking questions. I had a blast. Yeah, it was I did really too. fun, and I, I look forward to doing that again soon. As so I appreciate everyone joining us. Yeah, thank you, everybody, and you know that it was, it was really great. Yeah, I, I was like yeah. the Watch Watch Wednesday crew just like coming through, commenting the whole time. Everyone like everyone else too. Just like the comments throughout just made a. Uh, yeah, it was so you know, much they just, fun. They were just like fuel to our fire, you know? It was like not only talking to us, they were talking to each other. So yeah. It, we, oh man, genuinely had a good time. I, I yes, As absolutely. we all know, I love to keep my expectations low. So that right. was really nice. I was like, right. it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And it was actually great. Yeah. So we will definitely be doing this again. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Christopher, do you have anything else that you, you've been watching stuff outside? Because, I mean, I feel like for me, it was film festival for the past couple of weeks yeah, and, but you are like you do so much film watching before the festival that like when I know like when the festival comes, there's like things you haven't seen, but also you are probably watching other things as well. Yeah, there's a lot of film festival stuff. There's a lot of like member screening stuff I was watching, uh, but also I I snuck in a couple others, and I'm just talking about one right now because I have a lot I in the bank that we can talk about wow. in future weeks. Yeah. Wow. But I was very surprised by a movie called About Time. Oh, yes. It's on it's been on my Netflix queue forever. The I will tell you, the poster of this movie is a poster that repels me. Like yeah. I would never have watched this movie. It, I think that's looks, what's keeping me from watching it. It's just like a romantic, I didn't even know it was a comedy. It's just like a little romance. They're giggling in the rain. That's what yeah. essentially the, right, it, right, the right. poster is. Could not be more repulsed by that. <laughs> I'm like, that's going to be really boring. Um, I hate what? giggling. I hate giggling. I hate precipitation. But mm. I did, I did, it was like, oh, it has something to do with time travel too. I'm like, oh, that's a goofy thing to add in but right. i do love um i have a new love for donald gleason who's brendan gleason's son that whole family is very talented uh irish actors and so and i bill nye's in it too which I, who's great so i just chanced yeah. upon it i set it on i was like well it's just uh, something light it'll be easy bawling i <laughs> was i like my girlfriend was sitting next to me she was work she was working 
And I actually was fighting it. Like, don't start crying. Like, I got a headache fighting it so hard towards the end. Wow. Uh, and then she finally looked over and she started laughing. She goes, you had a single tear fall out of your eye, like, like in the oh, movies. Oh. And I said, don't look at me. And I held the pillow up and she was mad. <laughs> then she accused me of making it weird because I kept a pillow up by my face. <laughs> and I said, just shut up. Um, but besides, besides this really touching ending, um, it's very funny. It's very charming and very funny, and I I feel bad that I prejudged it so much. It's wow! Really good. Yeah, so oh, I, I, I so recommend good. it. Yeah, that's so good. Also, I will say one of our members who I like a lot, and he's he's gone to film school. He's like a he's like an academic, and he only t- t- tends to like you know very important quote unquote important films. But he gave it three and a half stars, and I'm like, how, first of all, how did you watch this? And then uh, how did that happen? And then he actually really liked it. So it's like, okay, that's a good, uh, if he can like it, I can like it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. Have you seen anything good other than, um, other than best, those things? Stuff? Yeah. I watched, uh, you know, how I love kids movies. Um, yeah. there was, uh, the Mitchell's versus the machines is on oh, yeah. Netflix now. Uh, it was really good. Um, uh, like sometimes it's not a, uh, the production company is not Disney and sometimes like, you know, kids movies that, that aren't, I'm a little more skeptical. Um, but this was done by the same people that did Spider-Man into the U-verse. Oh, uh, that's a good pedigree. Yeah. Which was incredible. And it was so much fun and it was, you know, for adults and kids, it was like, it had a good amount of like whimsy and things that like you should do in animated movies that are like, that you can't do anywhere else. You know, um, there's like a great Furby scene. It was, it was very funny and very good. Like Furby, like the toy, like Furby, the toy. Yeah. Oh, it was funny. Timely reference. <laughs> I actually do like that a little bit outdated reference. I know, um, me too. That's what, that's what I thought was funny about it. That's pretty good. Well, that's good. Okay. All right. French exit and then uh, big catch up on what else we've been watching. Yeah. Um, uh, this has been Cinebuds. Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Wah, wah, wah. Our theme song is from walking musician Brett Newski. The Newsk. We get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the licensed lab. Fancy. I've always said it's fancy. And also, we would like to thank Associated Bank. Yes. And new sponsor, Pizza Man. I heard you say this on our daily festival ones, and I had no idea, and I assume we get a pizza a week. Is that we are- Is that true? We are pizza men, Kepali. <laughs> we have gone going. from pizza boys to pizza men. <laughs> pizza boys to pizza men is my favorite band. And oh, yes. I can't wait to walk into Pizza Man and go, do you know who I am? <laughs> I want all the free pizza. <laughs> That's good. Um, thank you, Pizza Man. Also, thank you to members of 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. We had a membership drive the past two weeks, and oh, it was yeah. successful. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone who is a member. If you're not, please become one. Please Same thing. do. I Same thing agree. for members of Milwaukee Film. Indeed. We love you, and thank you for your support. I will say about your drive, I love the drive, and you did get a song stuck in my head that you played. Uh, Banana Peel? Oh, Thomas Mudrick. That was... Uh, I- 
love that song. <laughs> Isn't it, dude? That, al- that album came out in like 2016 and no one listened to it at all. And I was <laughs> like, it. I was like, what are y'all doing? This song is so fun and catchy. Yeah, I was singing it. I sang it for my girlfriend and she started singing it. She's never heard it. She's only heard my version. Wow, I love that. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Glad that someone heard it and like <laughs> yeah. it. Um and also, um, just at the end here, yeah. I you know, normally wouldn't you know, normally wouldn't do this, but I'd I like to give a little special shout out and this thank is very you unorthodox, but someone uh, fine. Who's you know, help we could not do this without. Um sure. I really want to thank Christopher Pollard, <gasps> aka K Polly. That's me though. That's you. Thank you, Christopher, for dealing with my personality. I mean, I was waiting to be thanked specifically for that. (laughs) So this came very good timing. Very good timing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Well, you're mm -hmm. very welcome. And I would all. Oh, we we are out of time. We are. That's it. All right. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye.